0: your Bibles today. Sometimes you just got to get mad at the devil. Praise God. I said sometimes you just got to get mad at the enemy. I like, I like the attitude of brother and sister Brown. I mean, my God, I was even scared to come preach here thinking what might happen to me. Praise God. I'm along with you, Elder. I'm very cautious right now. Amen. But I mean, you got cars crashing. You got stuff being stolen. Amen. You got frustration and insurance companies and all that. And they could have walked in here today. Amen. Down in the bully grubs. Down discouraged. But I did not see one ounce of attitude of discouragement. i seen the total opposite. I've seen Sister Brown and Brother Brown with an attitude, Devil, get out of my way. Devil, get, just, just back off, Jack. Just, you, may, you just back off right now because I know right around the corner there's a blessing to all of this. Now, if you were to go to my house, let me encourage some of you right now. So it just seems like, uh, you know, uh, maybe uh, since we've been having some good church around here, praise God, lots of folks getting the Holy Ghost. And uh, so, you know, uh, the enemy has to pile up some troops against us to try to slow us down and discourage us. Well, let me tell you in the Howard's house, praise God, amen. If you go underneath my pillow right now Sister Howard's pillow On her side There's a little slip of paper that says We will, uh, 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 we will be blessed And underneath my pillow it says Amen Bless us financially And uh, so we know we're coming into Thanksgiving time and Christmas time And things get a little bit tight for everybody And that next day Amen There was a check that came in the mail And uh, it was from the uh, Garner Environmental Services in Houston, Texas. Amen. Now we didn't expect a check like that, but I I'd been uh, working on some things behind the scenes and and uh, there was a check that came in the mail for $3900. So I put this check in the mail and I didn't even know what it was about, the bank. but I didn't put it in my checking account. I put it in my savings account and lo and behold, it's a fraud. <laughs> Look at y'all. <laughs> Some guy was trying to buy something off me at, on the internet. I got a motor for sale and. And he said, well, take that $3,900, take your amount out, go down to Western Union, cash the check, and send me the rest. And we thought, no, uh, mm-mm. That's just like the devil, huh, trying to trip you up, trying to get you excited, let you down, all that stuff, right? So we we were, man, we just were about to feel we were going to have a good Christmas this year, praise God. Uh, you know, we we we'd already went past the shoebox, praise God. We, we bought a trunk for the Howard family, praise God. And, uh, and Sister Howard says, well, you know, honey, that that's all right. God's still going to bless. And my neighbor came down the, and said, hey, uh, would you mind helping me with the car? And I said, all right. So I went to his house, and the workers didn't show up at his house. They're remodeling their house. And he said, would you? Man, the workers didn't show up. I said, oh, I'll do it. And so I did a little bit of work that day. And, and uh, he came by the house afterwards, and he gave me $300. I said, well, thank you very much. He said, now my mom is redoing this house, and uh, you're a concrete guy. You lay concrete and things like that. And uh, we've decided uh, instead of paying these other fellas to pour this concrete around the swim pool, why don't we just let you do it? And I said, I'd be glad to do it. And he said, well, they bid it for $12,000, so we, we feel like instead of them doing it, you can just do it. So I just picked up a job for $12,000. And and then as we were walking out, he says, Do you think you could pour this concrete in front of our driveway here about five yards? And I said, I can do that too. So I went over yesterday and laid it out after outreach. And... uh, That'll probably be about a three dollars to $4,000 job. So let me just encourage you, some of you. Amen. Don't be discouraged in what, what the devil does to you, all right? I said, don't be discouraged about what you face. The fiery trials, the things that you go through. Look, there's something brighter on the other side. I said, there's something brighter on the other side. Don't worry about those things that were stolen. good He's a good record keeper. Don't worry about how you've been mistreated. God's a good record keeper. You just come in this house, throw your head up in the air, look the devil straight in the eye, and say, Devil, get out of my way. I've got my mind made up. I'm going all the way with Jesus. Praise God. Amen. So, thank you. Worship God in the midst of everything that you go through. Mist, worship God in the midst of your fiery trial. Worship God in the midst of your worship. God in the midst of your sickness. Worship God in the midst of your diseases. Worship God when your pockets are empty and you don't know what you're going to eat. Worship God when you don't have a job. Worship God when your marriage is being stressed. Worship God when you're confused. Worship God. Worship. And if our dear sister can worship God with a family member that's went on, uh, how much more can some of us uh, stand in this house? uh, Raise your hands right now and say, The Lord is good. He is worthy. He is faithful. Uh, Someone say, Praise the Lord. Worship Him right now. Worship Him, brother and sister Brown. Worship Him, church leaders. Worship Him, saints of God. Worship Him, visitors. Everything is going to be all right. Praise God. I'm going to take us to three passages of scriptures. Amen. And uh, I am... Uh, now, those of you that know football terminology, I am, uh, I am preaching play option today. How many knows what play option is? Praise God. That's right. That means you've got to play in your mind. That you've told everybody you're going to do But when that ball snaps You step back And whoever is open That's what we're going for right now Praise God Because I have so many different directions That we are feeling today Amen We're going to turn to Matthew chapter number 24 And then we will be turning to John chapter number 14 And then we will be turning to Acts chapter number 1 Now Now uh, as I'm looking across the congregation, amen, and uh, I am, uh, first of all, my first gift is, is uh, faith and, and operating and praying with people for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And if you've never had the baptism of the Holy Ghost, which uh, Jesus spoke about, uh, that is the infilling of His Spirit, and you've never spoken tongues before, amen. Uh, We're coming right around the corner this year. We're at 800 and I think it's 49 that have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And we're very thankful about that. Uh, Friday night, five more received the Holy Ghost. We prayed people, prayed with them before the preaching, and we prayed with people after the preaching. So if you've never had the Holy Ghost, amen, Uh, we encourage you to come up here today, amen, and uh, by all means... Uh, receive that gift And so I feel that direction Then also I feel the direction Amen, to ministering to the church Giving honor to uh, Bishop Brown Amen, being here with your son and daughter-in-law uh, And uh, I don't believe we've met But we get hoping to get a chance to uh, eat with you If I get invited out today Praise God Amen And, uh, and uh, we're thankful about that Names are slipping me right now. Praise God. Um, More. Brother and Sister Moore just celebrated how many years anniversary? How many? Twelve years. Happy anniversary to you. Are you going to keep him? You're going to keep him. Praise God. All right. So they're celebrating 12 years anniversary. Praise God. Amen. Matthew chapter number 24. Will you help me preach here today? Praise God. Now, our visitor didn't come. We picked them up yesterday and witnessing, and they didn't come today. So we'll just have to go look for them uh, again. Amen. Matthew 24, very familiar uh, setting uh, to most of us. uh, But we will pick up 24 in verse number 3. And as Jesus sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and the end of the world? A couple things that the disciples asked. Tell us, what shall be uh, these things? What shall be the sign of thy coming, and the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them... Take ye that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows, and then he goes on to talk a little bit more. They were asking, what are the signs of that coming, and what is The sign of the end of the world. Acts chapter number, or John, chapter number 14. Here's the thread of the service. I know you've been standing, but here's the thread of the service, and these words are underlined already. Amen. Chapter 14, verse number 1. I'll explain. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, also believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If so it were not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Amen. And he was very concerned about them knowing that everything was going to be all right. Amen. Acts chapter number one. Acts chapter number one, verse. Amen. Number six, when they therefore were come together and they asked him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Jesus said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons in which the Father has put in his own power. But that ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the other most parts of the earth. Once, One more time, Jesus said in verse Verse 6, when He was speaking, the disciples were asking Him, When they, therefore, were come together, they asked Him one more thing they were asking Him. Lord, will Thou at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And He said unto them, It's not for you to know the times or the seasons, Amen, which the Father has put in His own power, or you don't know God's time clock, which you should be concerned about, is the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Amen. That's what he said right there. Amen. You may be seated. The words that thread through this service today, if you were paying attention as we were worshiping, two words in particular that thread through not only the songs, the testimonies, the exhorting of your pastor, and also all the way through, These two words you could put together and say those are the words or that is the theme of the service. Unbeknownst to anybody, I would be also threading the needle, if you please, along with the quilt that we would look upon that would put together a tapestry of what God is trying to talk to us again here today. It is, if you are very keen enough... And sharp enough. And have your spiritual senses. You'll find that every service has a thread. It has a weaving. It has what we call a moving. Or what we're looking for is a direction. We are trying to dovetail everything from songs to testimonies to preaching. Into a flight that we can all say that this is what the Lord is trying to say. If you were keen enough, you would start picking up on those words, and the Spirit would lift us during that particular point that something was being done. And then it would go down, and it would come up. It would come up when God was trying to tap in, amen, to your spirit and your mind and what your needs are at that particular moment. I have been in services where I felt the joy and the strength and the power of God come, and... And there was an ecstasy that came because victory was the voice that was trumpeting across the pulpit and in the songs. But in this service today, amen, there is more than just a trumpet of being victorious and going to battle. But in the midst of the battle and in the midst of the storm, there is a word that is spoken through this service, and that is peace and hope. I felt it on your pastor as he was exhorting. And little did he know that I would take the scripture from Matthew and John and Acts that would weave together the disciples' mode of thinking at that particular time that they were saying, wait a minute, we understand that you're about to leave. We understand that the cross is not very far in the future. And we don't want you to leave without giving us some instructions and some answers. We've got to know when is the time of the end. When are all these things going to take place? We've got to have some answers. I preach and stand before a group of people today that are hungry for some answers from God and from His Word because you are no different than the disciples. We've got to have some answers in 2010 about our lives, about our families, uh, about our jobs uh, about, come on somebody help me right now it would do you good. Amen. To put your mind and spirit, amen, towards this Word, because some of you are stressed. Your pastor said frustrated, confused, disillusioned. And if the pulpit and the preaching and the service don't get the job done, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go to find your answers? I'll tell you where. You go to Jesus. You go to Jesus. You go to Jesus
1: for your answers.
0: Why should we fool ourselves? Recently listening to the news reports of the President of the United States coming back from his world tour into Indonesia and into the Asian countries as he's trying to bargain and build the bridge, amen, whereby, amen, commerce and finances and wealth and structure and employment and unity can somehow cross the borders, amen, into the United States and into other countries joining hands, but he still comes back with a disappointment that he hasn't looped together and tied the knots on the package that he can come back and give America hope that yes, we're going to have some jobs. Yes, the economy is going to be okay. And so you and I are in a church today, amen, worshiping God, but we still feel, amen, the agony of the disappointments of life. I'm here to stop, amen, all the saying and the negativism and everything that is of doubt and unbelief and say, Stop right there. I'm not looking to the president. I am not looking to the banks. I'm not looking to the lawyers. I am going to stand right here, throw my head in the air, and say, Jesus is still my hope. Would you raise your hands right now? Would you raise your hands in the air? Jesus is still the answer. Jesus is still our God. Jesus is still there for us. Amen. But you don't understand, preacher, what I'm going through financially. You don't understand what I'm facing in my job, in my family, with my kids. I may not understand, but you are no different than I am. Disappointments come. Sickness comes. Amen. Catastrophes come. Amen. But the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. I'm still going to stand in His house and raise my hands and Amen. And worship uh, and worship. uh, And oh, somebody, get your mind on Jesus. Let's have some church. Amen. In Psalms 119, verse 116, it says, I have hope in thy word, and I am not ashamed. The Bible says, as Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am in this place today not because I'm looking for a crutch or I'm trying to find some band-aid over my situation. I'm here because I'm saved. I want to be saved, and I'm going to be saved. And I'm not going to come here amen, and have a sad face, because my God has been too good to me, has been too good to you, so you may as well throw your hands in the air, and let's worship God, and let God be magnified. Come on, somebody. God's on your side. God's with you. If God be for you, who can be against you? Nothing shall separate us from the love of God. I do not know where, amen, in this day and time, although I do know where, but I don't know why, Amen. When they are facing their problems, yes, they go to drugs. Yes, they go to meth. Yes, they go to alcohol. Yes, they go to immorality. But like someone already said today, it doesn't satisfy you. Amen. Nothing out there is going to do the job. You could be an intellect and you could get your iPod and your Twitter and your Internet and search it all night long. Amen. And sit in your professor's lounge and go over things and talk about it but when it really comes right down to it nothing is going to satisfy you and there is no hope in this life but there is a hope and His name is Jesus Christ and I'm here to contend that He is my God He is my God He is my God He is my God God. not the intellects not the universities not all the money in the world Jesus Is my God. Somebody better get some backbone and understand there's a God. There is a God. And He loves you. And He's reaching because there's hope in this God. I wish someone would get excited about that right now. I may not have the money, I may not have the means. I may not have the good looks. I may not have the physique. I may not have the pedigree. I may not have everything that the world thinks that I need to have. But I will tell you what I have. I have a hope. I have a hope. I have a hope. Amen. Thirty-something men trapped down in a chilly mind. Amen. For many, many days. And you know what they said? Amen. They lived because they had a hope that they're going to see the light of day. Amen. It wasn't about anything else. Amen. And they didn't think about their money and their cars and all these things. Some were thinking about their families, that they would see them again. But the real crux of the emotion was, I hope that we get out of here. I hope that we're going to get saved. Saint of God and visitor, you sit on that pew today, and I'm telling you, get your hope out there. Get your hope out there. Get some hope in you, because your hope is going to make a way. Your hope... Hope is going to pave a way. Don't die. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Hope, hope, hope. Is this all right today? Would you clap your hands to the Lord right now? Thank you, brother. I appreciate that monitor right there. Amen. Drowning in grief, drowning in despair, drowning in depression. Drowning in agony, dragging, drowning in loneliness. Uh, I seen a man uh, as I crossed his spirit today. uh, Amen. I felt his lonely spirit. uh, Amen. I am telling you, uh, we are living in perilous times. uh, Amen. I'm not gonna paint a picture, uh, and I can't tell you that it's good. uh, But when I step behind the veil, uh, when I step on this side of of the world, uh, when I step on this side of of everything bad, uh, and I came in uh, to the house of the Lord. When I was looking out there, my foot almost slipped. But then I walked in to the house of God. And guess what? I heard music in Father's house. I felt joy in Father's house. I felt peace in Father's house. I got a hope in Father's house. I got a blessing in Father's house. I felt strength in Father's house. And let me tell you, everything is going to be all right. Turn around to your neighbor, give him a high five, and tell him everything's going to be all right. Amen. You just can't lose your hope. Amen. You just can't lose your hope. Amen. Don't hope in the Pope. Don't hope in dope. Amen. Don't worry about soap. Amen. Get your hope. Amen. In Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about church or religion. Get your mind on Jesus. Let's have some church up in here. Somebody get some church up in your spirit. Get some church up on your pew. Get some church on your row. Get some church in your job. Get some church in your family. Get some Jesus moving there. Hell wants to come around and back you in a corner and make you feel, amen, like it's about to cave in. Get out of that cave, Elijah, and get anointing somebody. Get your hands in
1: the air. Wave them like you just...
0: Sister Howard's threading to the service was a ray of hope, amen, in the midst of the, the anxiety and the frustration and confusion, amen. I'm preaching to people, and it's very easy in a crowd like this to talk about family problems, job problems, money problems. It's a large enough crowd where there are many diversities of problems that are going on. But I will tell you this. In one service, in one service, not weeks and weeks, amen, on a psychiatrist's couch. One service, not a prescription of drugs for 10 weeks. In one service, amen, not some type of therapy from a counselor for months and months. One service, amen, can take your problem and your problem and your problem and your problem and Jesus can walk on the scene and say, give it to me. Give it to me. I'll take care of it. It's the Lord's battle and not yours. It's your faith and faith is hope, not ashamed. First Thessalonians chapter number 4 verse... 13 says, amen, that there are people that have no hope. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 verse 19 says, and if in this life we have hope only, then we are most miserable. Job said in 19 and 10, hope has no and now been removed. Amen. When you've lost hope, you've lost everything. When you've lost your hope, when you've undone your t- knot in the end of your rope and you just let go because you're giving up on life you may as well start pushing a shopping cart uh, collecting cans uh, sleeping in the doorway Uh, but somebody uh, is knocking on your door uh, and saying uh, not today baby Uh, I see a gleam of light Uh, I see uh, a cloud the size uh, of a man's hand Uh, I see a rainbow that's about to uh, come out uh, in the middle of my storm Uh, I see the waves uh, beginning to lay down uh, in the midst uh, of my tumultuous wave Uh, somebody uh, get up there with Jesus uh, and understand uh, everything's gonna be alright. Amen. You can't lose your hope. The disciples were so concerned about the end, what's going to happen, what's going to take place. Jesus wanted to remind them, Amen. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't don't have anxiety. Don't have stress. Sister Howard's uncle had been taking medication for some time. He was taking four or five different medications, regulating his heart, regulating his blood, regulating this, regulating that. Amen. He was Uncle Regulator. Praise God. Amen. He had to get up in the morning taking pills. He had to take pills in the afternoon. He had to take pills when he went to bed. And we talk about drug addicts in the world. Hallelujah. Amen. He was taking all kinds of drugs. It got so bad that they had to put him in a rest home. Amen. His wife would come and see him. It was a very agonizing thing for both of them. Amen. Thinking that at the end of your life. Amen. Serving God. This is where you're ending up in a rest home. I told my family, Amen. When it comes to that, to that end, Amen. You just push me out, Amen, with my little walker somewhere on a corner, Amen, and just leave me. I'll find my way. Don't worry. I'll have church wherever I am. Praise God, Amen. I don't, don't, don't put me in the rest home, Amen. Just leave me there. Praise God. Matter of fact, make sure it's at Disneyland.
1: Praise God. Ellie.
0: Or Knott's Berry Farm. Okay, we praise God. But they put him in a rest home. Amen. He went into a coma. You know how that is. Very sad. Amen. His wife would come to see him. He's in a coma. Amen. And as she sat with him, she was waiting for the nurse. Because she was very concerned about, you know, he has to take his medication. And the nurse come by and she said, nurse, I'm very concerned. My husband has to take his blood pressure and he has to take this and he has to take this. She said, oh, he doesn't have to take that. She said, why doesn't he have to take that? He says, well, because it's not affecting him like it was before. Because he has no stress right now. Amen. He is not feeling anything right now. He's in this coma. And, and his blood pressures went down. He's not, it's, he's not stressed out. Amen. It's just that he's getting older. Amen. And he's going through this stage right now where his body, Amen, is not being pressured by getting old and Social Security and, and all these things. Who's going to clip the roses? I can't get out to get the paper anymore. I can't do this. And I can Amen. And they said he has no stress or anxiety in his life. And I'm here to tell you this right now. Amen. I, I've tried and I'm trying right now to live a stress free, drama free real life. I do not want to serve God with anxiety and frustration and confusion because he said in that scripture in John my peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives you peace you don't need a sleeping pill you don't need an upper or a downer you've just got to get in a place where you realize Jesus is going to take care of it. I've got a hope that he knows everything About me and through me and for me, and he knows what's best. Somebody, amen, raise your hands. You got shoes on your feet, you got bread on your table got a fluffy pillow, you got hot water, you got toothpaste. Come on, somebody. Life is good. Life is grand. Life is wonderful with Jesus. Why sit here and complain about what you don't have? Let me tell you, there's a better place. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel it home in this world. Somebody stand your feet right now. Raise your hands in the air. It's not about this life. It's not about this world. It's not about this place. It's not about this. It's about something. We get caught up with the things around us. The cars, the mortgages, the kids, the college, the jobs. Let me remind you, Maranatha, Jesus is coming. Let me remind you, it's all about getting ready for that place that Jesus is going to prepare. Amen. If it was not so, He would not have told you. But you don't understand... I want to have the bling bling and the ching ching. I want to be able to have the nice Christmas and the nice Thanksgiving. Amen. Hey, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Praise God. Make your turkey look like a spam. Or spam, make it look like a turkey or something. Amen. Invite yourself over somebody else's house. Now's the time to make friends. Honey, honey, what are we we were talking about this this week or the last couple weeks. Well, what are we gonna do for Thanksgiving? Who's coming over our house or what house are we going over to? Well, it depends if I pour some concrete, I'll tell you that much right now. What are we gonna do for Christmas? What are we gonna do? We got three kids, they got girlfriends, we got a wedding coming up in March. What are we gonna do? Amen. I just put it on cruise control. Elder Brown, you know what I'm talking about. When you come to a place in an age, you're just kind of waiting for Jesus. You're just kind of standing on the corner. 12th Street in Vine. And you're just standing waiting. You said, oh, I, could, I could spend a lot of time. I was in a building program. Just bought a theater 53 stories high 16 seat auditorium hey Amen, long story Went on a 40 day fast for it Got 10000 given to me Raised $10,000 as a down payment Did all the spiritual stuff I remember signing the papers that day Alright, look at there Got me my own building right there Downtown Went home, we'd been working a few days Cutting some Pipes out I remember, hey man, closing up the doors, turning off the oxygen, turning off the saws, went home. Three o'clock in the morning, phone rang. Hello? Was I asleep? Oh no. I'm always up this time of night. Here's your sign right now. It said, your building's on fire. I just bought it. My congregation was excited. I said, What? It said, Your building's on fire. A little hot slag caught a little fur ball underneath the platform. Amen. Set the basement on fire. Amen. Set the stage on fire. Flames were flying out of the top of the chimney. I thought, Oh, man. So I called the trustees up and I said, I don't want to alarm you. Were you sleeping? They said, Yes. I said, You need to meet me at my house. I got something to tell you. They said as they were driving, they could smell smoke, they got it, and they said, What's wrong? I said, Our building's on fire. And their look on their face was shocked. I said, They said, Pastor, what are we going to do? And with all the wisdom and with all the knowledge that I had of being a pastor, I said, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go buy some marshmallows and we're going down to that building right now and we're going to roast marshmallows as we watch that building burn. Now some of you are going, you're nuts. Well, what do you want me to do? Run down there with a bucket? And we went down there and the fire trucks were putting the building out and oh my goodness, it was on the news. Nathan Morton at the time, we were on the youth board together. He was driving back through that morning. Hey, Amen. Amen. 7.30, coming from Bakersfield, he heard on the radio, a theater in Dinuba, California, has caught on fire, a historical landmark. and And he starts laughing. And his wife, Christy, says, why are you laughing? He says, because that's Kelly's building. And I know right now that he is not worried about it. Amen. He's he's going to do something about this. And he's not even worried about it. He calls me on the phone. I said, no, man. I mean, what am I supposed to do? It's on fire. Praise God. They put the fire out. We went back to the house. I've only owned the building three or four days. And it needed a new roof. And uh, I said, honey, get the, get the insurance papers out. Let's see what we got here. And she says, well, I said, is the building insured? She says, well, yes. This this paper right here says that you took fire insurance out on it, and uh, it cost you $87 for fire insurance, and your building's covered. To make a long story short, three months later, I got an $80,000 check. <laughs> which put a brand new $30,000 roof on the building. What am I trying to tell you? Listen to me right now. Let the voice of experience and the trust in God try to help some of you right now. It's not as bad as you think that it is. It might be a lion, but God's going to stop the lion. It might be a fiery furnace, but God's going to be in there with you. It might be a Red Sea, but you're going to cross over. It might be sickness. It might be finances. It might be spiritual. But I'm telling you, I've got a hope everything's going to be all right. Raise your hands in the air right now. I'm stopping in the midst of all this revival and shouting and running to encourage somebody. Hey, everything's going to be all right. But what about our bills? What about our family? What about this? Amen. Don't be worried, disciples. It's not for you to know the times or the season that God has in your life. You just be faithful and worship and magnify Him, and everything is going to be all right. I don't know, I don't know how many times that I have to preach faith and, and getting your encouragement. Let me just throw another thing out there. Some of you have already seen it. We're, we're driving this new, this Magna, 2008 Magnum out here. It's got 22s on it. It's low profile. It's black tinted out. I mean, it's, it's, it's a cool whip. <laughs> it's a good whip. And you see me pulling up on that. That's my 193rd car that I've ever owned since I've been 18. 193 cars I've owned. And I wasn't planning on getting another car Because I was driving my little blue Peaky Cruiser That was good on gas And my neighbor Kept borrowing my truck 1977 Dodge Pickup truck Has Missouri license plates on it That's right Little sticker says get her done On the back window right there Brown with a wife's drive The truck looked so bad Somebody came up behind Sister Howard And was honking their horn and kept honking and honking and honking. And he goes, Hey. And she was kind of scared because she says he never drive that truck. And he honked his horn, Hey! Put his thumb up. He got out of the car, came up to a window, knocked on He says, That's a cool truck. I'm from Missouri too. Not making fun of everyone in Missouri here, but that's how bad it is right there. That's right. So we were and the guy kept borrowing a car from him in my truck. Lives in a gated community, has a 300, had that magnum. After a conversation on the texting, my son said, hey, I'll trade you my blazer for your 300. And he texts back and he said, not the 300, but I'll give you the magnum. I said, all right. I text back and took the phone away from my son. I said, wait, give me that phone, Brian. I said, are you serious about your car? He said, yeah, come on up, get it. I said, right now? He says, yeah. So I went up, looked at it. Oh, I've always wanted a Magnum. Always wanted one. Couldn't afford it. You know how things are. I said, well, what do you want? He said, my wife don't want it anymore. I said, must be nice. I said, well, what do do you want to do? He says, just take it. Take over payments. We're going to get something else. I said, I got my credit tied up right now with my diesel truck and my trailer. He said, I ain't even worried about it. Just sign this little contract. You know, just put it all together. I said, how much is the payment? He said, 280 a month. I said, really? Hey, Amen. Called my son. said, you want my PT Cruiser? He said, yeah. How much is our payment on the PT Cruiser? 160. $160. Told my other son, pay your own insurance. Amen. Sister, I says, hey, we can get this new car. I said, well, let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, Amen. So we're driving around this 2008, I didn't even want the car. I, I mean, I wanted it, but I wasn't expecting What am I trying to tell you? In the midst of everything that's going on in your life, in the midst of the darkest seasons of your life, I'm telling you, God steps around the corner, leans and says, I got something for you down here. Come on. I want to bless you. But you can't be worried about all the problems. you got to just start living. Up. Everything's going to be alright. Everything's going to be under control. Listen to me, brother and sister Brown. Listen to me, life church. Listen to me, visitor. Put your hope and trust in God. Everything is going to be all right. Clap your hands to the Lord right now. Come on, get your faith up there. Get your attitude and hope
2: Things going to be all right. Oh.
0: right now, and we're going to let the Holy Ghost minister here. I've taken about 25 minutes of your life right now. And I don't care if you call it motivation. I don't care if it was prompting, promoting, or preaching, which I hope that it was. And again, it was play option all the way. And I pray that the anointing somehow hits you in your heart and mind. You say, you know what? Amen, honey. Everything's going to be all right. I'm going to put my faith in the preaching of the Word of God. In John chapter 17, he says, Just don't believe in the words Jesus said. Believe on the words that the preachers are telling you. Now, I'm not exalting myself in any way, but I will tell you this. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. And faith is in this building. And I feel it, amen, that somebody is going to rise up.
2: Somebody is going to go a little bit higher because i got a feeling. I've got a feeling. Everything.
0: We're gonna start. Now I'm gonna talk to the saints of God first. How many knows that the promise works? Response. How many know that the promise works?
2: works? How
0: many know that the Holy Ghost works? How many knows that by his stripes you are healed? Just back out, devil, for just a little while. Unbelief and spirit of negativism out the door because the saints are going to get some victory in the house. Now listen to me very closely. I need a couple right now. I need a couple from this church family body first. Without shame. Without any... Without any embarrassment A man and a woman From this congregation Amen That you don't have And we're not talking to visitors right now Saints of this church You don't have a dime In your life right now You don't have no money Where you at? You don't have no money Anybody? Somebody? Is that you? Grab your wife these good folks? They're good people. Come here, bro.
1: I'm
0: up here. Don't be embarrassed, brother, because you know what? It's beans today, tortillas tomorrow. Who knows? We may be down at the soup line. Hey, I took some bread home yesterday. Praise God. How long have you been coming to church here? So, this is your church now? This is your pastor? You trust that man? You ain't going to be in and out, up and down? You ain't going to yo yo around? How long you been coming? How long have they been coming? Can you vouch for these people? You're going you're gonna to put your name on the line for them right now? <laughs> She's like, I don't know. It's like my, my, my license lapped, Elder, and I had to go before the board. I'm ordained 30 years And when I was sitting at the table They said well you had to, you had to fill out an application So a pastor has to sign And Brother Hodges says Well who's going to be responsible for Brother Howard After 30 years Praise God Thank God for Brother Flowers Praise God You ain't got no money You working right now Struggling Alright you got kids How many kids you got Five kids Must be cold nights in Southern California Praise God That's all right. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full. Raise them in the house of the Lord. Raise them in the admonition of the Lord. When they grow up, they shall not turn away from it. Brother, I need an offering plate. That's
1: right.
0: I'm going to charge you. You be faithful to this man. You be faithful to this house. You be faithful to God. You be faithful to your wife. You be faithful to your husband. I know it's not been easy. That's why you've been going around and bumping and trying to find your place. But you know what's going to happen to you today? Amen. You came from the world, I can tell. You're from the streets. I can tell a little bit. You know what? Praise God. Do you pour concrete? Hallelujah. You'll learn real quick. Praise God. Well, you know what? You didn't expect this today, but come here. Praise God. You got five kids. Turn around here. Turn around. Praise God. Turn around. Now, I don't know what they've been through, and I don't know what they're going to face. But I hope they get like a tree and get some roots, amen, that get planted, and they become soul winners. If you're not working right now, you go knock on some doors. You start working around the house of God. This is what we're going to do. We're going to bless them. We're going to bless them right now. You say, I don't know if I can do that. Well, get on with your bad self then. But I know one thing, amen, amen. God told me, if I bless, I'm going to be blessed back. Amen. While we sing this song, I want her to realize, I know you've went through a lot. And sometimes us husbands don't have our heads screwed on straight. But I'll tell you what, God is telling you, everything's going to be all right. Five kids, everything's... Would you step out right now while we do this right now? Give a dollar.
2: Give a dollar. Give a dollar. everything's going to be all right, everything's going to be You better stop
1: praying.
0: to me. And they didn't even eat today. And they're down in are they down in Sunday school? They're down in Sunday school. Hopefully they got some snacks down there because that's what they got to eat today. I like Africa. I like China. I like Philippines. Been there done that. But let me tell you something. You better get your eyes wider and open and start looking across the pews. And we better bind together as people of God. This is our church. This is our family. This is our preacher. These are our brothers and sisters. Hold on. I was hungry and you fed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you prayed for me. I was in prison. When were you sick? When were you in prison? When were you hungry? When were you naked? When you did it unto the least of these, you did it unto me. Now he had no idea that God was going to bless him today. Some of you have no idea, amen, that God's about to bless you. You have no idea that God was about to heal your body. You have no idea that God was going to call that backslidden boy right now on Sunday morning. And he's going to I'm coming back to church. I'm coming back to God, mama. I'll tell you one of the most powerfulest things that was said today. I'm not taking no credit for nothing. I'm just a voice crying in the wilderness. But I like what my pastor said today. He said, man, I got this stolen. My car broken into it, My truck got a freeway crash. My brother's in the gym and everything. And he said, but I know everything's going to be... I got it wrote down in my notes. Everything's going to be all right because mama walked in the back door. Let me tell you something. Amen. He's our Father, and we are the mamas. Amen. Guess what, mama?
2: Everything's going to be all right. Church, everything, clap your hands. I've got Worship, shout.
1: Everything's going to
2: Gonna be alright. Right. Hey! Everything's gonna be alright. i gotta feel Everything's gonna be alright. I've
0: gotta feel it. Everything's gonna be alright. Gonna
2: yeah,
0: be alright. It's gonna be alright. Here, mama. Praise
1: God.
0: Guess how much money is there? $615. God is no respecter of persons. As much as He wants to bless Him, He wants to bless... This is the way God does it. This is the way
1: we do it. This is the way we do it.
0: This building right now. Put your hands towards Brother and Sister Brown right now. You've been going through a trial. You're right, Sister Brown. Amen. It's a spiritual attack on your family. It's a spiritual attack on your faith. It's a spiritual attack on your church. It's a spiritual attack. But you know what? God just wanted me to come by and tell you, Brother and Sister Brown, as much as you've seen the example of these people that had nothing, God is going to take back what the devil stole from you, and he's going to repay you. Do you know that I love Osatayala, my God. Devil, you picked the wrong couple to mess with. You picked the wrong church to mess with. You picked the wrong time. I love Yaya. Don't mess with God's people. Don't mess with God's people.
1: Don't mess with God's people.
2: I've got a feeling. Everything.
0: I want you to pray right now. When faith touches faith, right now, Sister Brown, it's going to be all right. Let me promise you, I stayed my ministry on it. Devil,
2: you picked the wrong woman. You picked the wrong woman. You picked the
0: wrong woman. You picked the wrong lady. That's your money. Hold that Bible, Bub. Praise God. God bless you with that. Praise God. I wish I had time. Amen. How many feels faith in this place? My God. This is a job-getting atmosphere. This is a miracle-working atmosphere, I'm telling you. Now... $615 $615 I guess $62 is that right? $62 that's tithes that's ties. it goes to the ministry $62 alright now alright we'll count count $62 where's God? here's here's God where's God? get $2 out there he well, even got a two dollar bill. Alright. Now you turn, pay your tithes. You can get an envelope later. Now if you you don't have to, if you don't want to. I don't want to put you in the spot in front of all these people. Praise God. Now that's 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 it. That's God's. Now, now he's gotta pay tithes on that. He owes six dollars and Whatever. Now. Now here's what happened. Who handles the finances in your home? Praise God. Always pay your tithes first. Give Him an allowance. I only get like 20 bucks a week. Praise God. After thirty year, 31 years of Canova dollar, Canova dollar. I don't even put money in my wallet to hide it. Because she goes through it. I ain't got no hide, But you know what? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Now. Between you two. Between you two. That's yours. Now you decide what you're going to give back to God. That's your job right now. Amen. You came empty. You're like Job. You came in, you know, nothing. Amen. He blessed you. Praise God. Alright? So in the next five minutes, you guys have a little huddle right here. I'm going to start praying with people. Because as much as God use me to bless you. He's about to do to somebody else right now. Hallelujah. So you discuss what you what you need right now. This is what I would do. Discuss what we need, you know, praise God. And then say, we're going to give this as an offering because God, you are so good. God, you are so good to us, we didn't expect we got to show some gratitude back. And I want you to pray about it right here. Amen. Turn and face me. You got I me mean, yeah, now you guys talk. Amen. You guys talk about it right now. Now I'm talking to somebody else right now. I'm giving you the principle of being blessed right now. Amen. I'm giving you the principle right now. If I put a note underneath my pillow, I don't know. It could be a fraud, but I'm gonna keep reaching. You're gonna bless me. I'm gonna prosper. I'm gonna be blessed. I don't have no negative stuff on me now wait a minute on this side over here we're going to pray with people for prosperity no I'm not a prosperity preacher I'm not that way but I got enough faith in this building right now amen if he blessed me this week I've only been really focusing on my finances the last three weeks. I think positive. I dream positive. I got notes in my house. Amen. And already, I don't even know how I'm going to get all the equipment to do this $12,000 job. I'm going to have to hire some concrete guys to help me. God just blesses. His blessing overtook me. I had no idea. Now i got to figure out what to do with my blessing. That's what they're doing right now. They're figuring out how are we going to bless. Let's figure this out. Those that need a financial blessing, amen. You need some finances on this side. Those of you that need prayer in your body, my God, amen. You need prayer in your body, I want you to stand over on this side because I want you to be able to, I want to know who I'm praying for, amen. Financials, prosperity on that side, amen. Amen. Praise God. This right here. Amen. Sickness in your body. Now, if you've never had the Holy Ghost, I want you to come stand on this platform right here. Amen. I'm going to pray with you. Now, don't stand back. Now, if you're done having church, God bless you. McDonald's is waiting for you. But we're about to see some blessings come in this house in a mighty, mighty, mighty way. Someone clap their hands to the Lord right now. Right over here. Sickness. Praise God. Praise God. Right here. Come step forward. Two steps forward. Two steps forward. Praise God. Anybody need the Holy Ghost today? Praise God. Praise God. They need the Holy Ghost. Praise. Oh, praise God. Bro, you don't have the Holy Ghost yet. I'm, you, you've never spoken tongues? I'm going to lay hands on you. You're going to speak in tongues, bro. Praise God. Somebody else. How many knows this, this is about this? You're about this. I'm telling you. Come on over. She needs the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I'm going to pray with her. Spirito Santo. Hallelujah. Gloria a Dios. Praise God. Move the pews back. My God, it's, it's 15 after 2. I'm going to eat lunch for 2 hours and then I'm going to preach someplace else tonight. Praise God. I want to have a Holy Ghost day. When I go to that next church, amen, I'm going to come out of this place like a rocket. Amen. I'm going to feel so much faith and zeal and revival. This church is helping other churches right now have revival. Because when I leave here, I'm going to be talking about your church. I'm going to be preaching about your church. Let me tell you, this is a chosen church. This is an anointed church. That is a called man of God. And you're not only going to bless this church, but you're going to bless everybody. All right, now listen to me. Praise God. All right. I understand, and I don't manipulate the situation in this financial thing, like oh, hocus pocus. I'm not that way, but I'm telling you, you got to use the same. I'm just telling you how to. Use. I would look up every scripture in the Bible about finances. Look up the word finances, prosperity, amen, increase, and you start writing all these scriptures down. Bible says, if my word abide in you, and you abide in me, whatsoever you ask, amen. You have not because you ask not. And you pray amiss to be consumed of your own flesh sometimes. You start getting the principles of finances down. It's tithes, I understand that. It's offerings, I understand that. But there is something about, wait a minute, devil. You have destroyed my concept of financial blessings and prosperity. Amen. It's not about if I could just get a job. That's not. That's not... That's superficial. You're praying, I just want a job. God, just bless me with a job. It goes beyond just that. There's something greater. Amen. This is what he said. Don't you worry about the end, or the stress, or those things, disciples, for the Father knows exactly what's happening in your life right now. He knows what season you're in. You focus on the Holy Ghost right now in your life. You focus on God, you first. I'm going to study out finances. I'm not going to take a course on finances. I'm not going to a seminar. I'm going to the Word, and I am going to start praying. Listen to me. Start praying the scriptures about finances. Now, did, did you hear that? I hope you caught that. That's revelation right there. Amen. You start praying the, the scriptures about finances, start quoting them. You got computers? Write it out. If it's two, three pages about, just read it. That's my scriptures for the week. That's my scriptures for the week. Amen. I'm going to lay them underneath my pillow. They're going to be on my refrigerator. When I'm brushing my teeth, here's some scriptures about prosperity. Amen. And pretty soon, I'm not going to be anxiety. Oh, what about this? What about this? Hey, God's going to do that. God's going to do that. God's going to do that. Oh, somebody right here. Amen. When we start praying, I want you to say, God, start leading me to this Scriptures. Start leading me to the Scriptures. Now you over here right now. Amen. We're going to pray. Saints of God are going to step forward into these altars and help us pray. I'm going to pray for this. Amen. Sickness. Scriptures. Start thinking of Scriptures in your mind right now. If you don't know any Scriptures about healing, amen, then I'm telling you, quote the ones that you know. By His stripes I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. Let them call for the elders of the church that they would anoint with oil and pray the prayer of faith. Amen. Let this sickness be gone. Amen. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. You start quoting as many scriptures as you can right now. Amen. Start quoting that. Start quoting them in your minds right now. Start saying the word of God. Start thinking of the blood of Jesus right now. Amen. Any drop, every very little drop of blood, amen, will heal my body. It'll touch my diabetes. It will take care of my cancer. It will take care of my heart murmur. It will take care of my veins. It will take care of the sinews. It will take care of the tumor. It will take... It will take care of it. It will take care of it. There's a... Hey, somebody back there. Don't spectate. Participate. Raise your hands right now. Amen. Elder Bishop uh, Brown. Brother Brown. Brother Moore. We're going to pray with these right here for healing in their body. I'm going to pray with that man I'm going to pray with this lady For the Holy Ghost Saints of God Five more minutes Let's see the blessings of God In this building Hold on now Praise God What you got? Praise God What you got? Praise God. Now, this is secret to everybody else. Praise God. We're going to put this in an envelope, and you're giving it to the church as an offering. Amen. Now, that is yours. Be faithful. Trust God. Live for God. And you tell everybody that you come in contact with about this blessing, how it happened. Because let me tell you, opportunity is knocking on your door. God chose you today. Be careful how you deal with your blessings. Be careful how you deal with God's anointing that comes to you. Because once He does it, amen, it's really about being serious about serving God. Amen. Because He can continue this. Hear me. He can continue this blessing. Or this could be a one-time thing. And a lot of times people get blessed, but they don't get it continuously. The reason why? Because they stop and they hoard and they keep. Amen. You keep your hands open. You be faithful to God. You come to church. You witness to God. And let me tell you... Would you just believe me right now, church? Praise God. I'm going to put this in my pocket only because I don't have an envelope yet. Please don't let me walk out with it. Praise God. Amen. There you go, bro. Put that in. Put that in that envelope. Praise God. That's towards the church. Praise God. Don't matter. Praise God. This is how it works. This is the way we do it. First week I was in church. First week I was in church. Long hair. Walked in. Grabbed an envelope and I said, Whether are tithers? What are tithers? They said, Tithers? What are tithers? I said, T I T H E S. Tithers. They go, Ties. I said, Oh what are ties? Praise They said ten percent. I said, Oh, here you go. First week I was in church. Amen. I've been blessed ever since. Ah, you don't believe what I'm saying, do you? Let me give you one more faith testimony. Living in a truck a truck and trailer. Not knowing where we're going to live. Quick story. I think I told you already, but just let me tell you anyway. Not knowing where I'm going to live. Amen. Pulling Sister Howard around in a trailer. She's going to college. My son's going to Norco High. i got to settle down. We were looking at apartments. Pastor calls me up. Let's go to lunch. He said, look, I want to talk to you. I want to bless you. I said, good. I want it. He said, Do you have a place to live? I said, My trailer. He said, How would you like to live in a house? I said, I would love it. My wife would even love it more. He says, Well, I got a house I want you to live in. I said, How much is it? He said, It's free. I said, Really? He says, We bought this house. We just bought it for an investment. We're not going to live in it. Hey, Amen. It's the church parsonage. I said, Cool. I said, All right. I don't have to pay anything. Oh, man. I'm going to be a hero for my wife. I said, Where's it at? He says, It's on the golf course. I said, I don't even golf. He said, That's all right. I want you to live. We live on a golf course between the 5th and the 6th tee at Indian Hills Golf Course in Riverside. Now, I told you that to say this. God knows exactly what you need when you need it, and He's going to take care of you. That lady has sold everything in her house four times a 3,000 square foot house we sold out and we got back on the field and she doesn't harbor she doesn't hoard things she just says whatever you want you got the calling let's go you sell yourself to the kingdom of God and I'm telling you God is going to make everything all right now have you prayed for the Holy Ghost before? one time and you got discouraged because you didn't get it so you said ah, if he wants to give it to me I'll get it when he wants to give it to me right? What happened? Do you want it today? Do you know what happens when you get the Holy Ghost? That's why you're going to speak in tongues. You're going to speak in tongues right now. When I lay hands on you, you want a healing, but tongues. Let's worry about the Holy Ghost right now. He'll take care of that problem. All right, come stand right here. Is this all right, church? Alright Stand there. Just stand Two, One step over Praise God There you go Praise God Now listen to me Listen to me When I lay hands on you You're going to Get the Holy Ghost And you're going to Speak in tongues Alright Do you understand that? It might be German Or French Or Italian Or Swahili Or Cambodian I don't know You're not going to Speak English Or Spanish The Bible says When they laid hands on them Amen They received the Holy Ghost That's what's going to Happen to you You're going to get The Holy Ghost today Speaking in another language Why? Why? Because the Bible says the love of God is shed abroad in your hearts. And Jesus said, of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So as the Spirit comes into your, your heart, into your life, it's going to be evident that He's in there because He's going to come out through your language. Why did He choose tongues as a sign? Because your language, your tongue is the most unruly member of the body. No man can tame. So he said, if I can control your mouth, amen, I'm going to let you know that I'm in there. That's why he chose tongues as a sign for you and you. Amen. Saints, don't get weary. Two folks are going to get the Holy Ghost right now. Would you say amen? Now, here's a prerequisite for these people being blessed, these people getting healed, and you getting the Holy Ghost. I believe. Period. It ain't no calisthenics. It ain't no penance. I was raised Catholic. You don't have to do anything. I believe. I believe. That's the prerequisite. So, this is what Jesus asked the blind man, the woman with the issue of blood. Amen. The centurion. So, whatever. Do you believe? 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 Amen. Someone say, I believe. That's it. Now, what's going to happen when you get the Holy Ghost today? You're going to speak in tongues. Praise God. You're ready for it, aren't you? Amen. She said, I'm tired. I got hope today.
1: I got some hope today. What's going to happen to you? If he did this for you,
0: just think how much.